What is up? What is happening? Welcome to episode 113 of Skates at the Stakes. I'm your host, AJ DeVito, and we have an interesting episode on tap for you guys today. We're going to be going through the Atlantic Division and talking about our New York Islanders and how we feel about our prospect pool, give a little bit of a ranking. We'll see how it is. There was some discourse on Twitter that I kind of started that for a change where um we were going off of or i was reading the hockey news day i believe and they did a ranking of our top 10 prospects we'll give you that list one later when it comes to it but they had maggio down very low so i don't know we'll get into it we'll see how we all feel about that but boys boys ryan how are we doing i'll kick it off to you first today hey everyone welcome back to the pod excited to have you guys on with us tonight uh, not too, too much going in Islanders world uh, right now. Nothing crazy going around the league. I saw Jeff Petrie got traded uh, today to Detroit, so that makes me feel a little bit better about our playoff hopes. Uh, but besides that, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Excited for the season. Things are starting to ramp up. I start waking up, thinking about hockey a little more every day, and uh, I think that ramp up's just going to continue through October. I'm excited to be on with you guys tonight. Jake, how you doing, pal? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I know we don't have the day right now, but Probably a month away uh, from rookie camp and training camp, and then it all begins. We're breaking down and then the division, and we're doing a top 10 prospect ranking. We're going to talk about them. I'm happy uh, and excited to talk about it, and I'm glad that AJ picked up um, whatever article or book he picked up because uh, it'll be a good discussion and um, have a good episode. Yeah, I saw the Petri news today. I was a little bit late to the action on it. <laughs> what is their decor looking like now? They have, obviously, they have Marit Sider, don't get me wrong, I think he's very good. Some may say overrated, but I think he will be a very good defenseman for a very long time. Don't think that's too hot of a take there. Uh, Wallman, who had a great year last year, but then it gets really ugly after that, am I wrong? They have Justin Hole, who they I signed. Me if you want me to read it, but um, it's, you it's pretty read it. funny. Yeah, so it's bad. That, uh, the one guy they liked, uh, what's his name, Arvid, or... Simon Edvinson? Edvinson? He got hurt, I think, so he's going to be out for a little bit. Ooh. But their defense goes uh, Ben Sherratt, Jeff Petrie, <laughs> Shane Gostas Bear, and Justin Hall in front of Billy Huso and um, Reimer. So, uh, I don't think Huso's bad, though. I think Huso's fine. Oh, Huso was terrible last year. Really? Yeah, he was really bad. He was really good with the Blues two years ago, but last year he was like the worst goalie in the league by the underlings. I think that's a bit of a stretch, but you seem to know the stats here, so I'll give you the word for it. I thought he actually had a pretty good year from what I remember hearing and people were saying. He was really hot until the All-Star break, and then okay. the All-Star break hit, and then he was like an 8 was bad. Yeah. 3.11 goals against, 8.96 save percentage. Jesus, he really fell uh, off. He had a really good start. Right. Yeah, everyone thought he was about to step up. But, um, yeah, I mean, Detroit is – we'll talk about them later in the pod. Um, actually, it's probably a good segue to do later in the pod or a little tease. But, um, yeah, we'll see how serious we're taking them. It, it'll be an interesting discussion. But, um, yeah, hyped on prospects. I mean, the Mets traded basically their whole team at the deadline for prospects. So I've been back in the prospect game a little bit. Uh, we got a good question last podcast about 
you know, why does this podcast hate prospects? And honestly, I think just as Islanders fans, you know, the prospects haven't been in the limelight. When I started becoming like a really big Islanders fan, like 15, 16, when I started gaining sentience, like we picked Hosang, we picked Bellows. I was never high on either of those guys. I just, I never really was high on our farm system. Like we had a couple guys that I really liked, like Devon Taves, um, you know, Matt Barzoli was coming up the ranks, Anthony Beauvillier that I got myself sold on, um, and Elias Rokin, of course. But then for every Sorokin, there's a line of Soderstrom, who doesn't turn out uh, the way we hope. So, you know, I never really sell myself too high on prospects, but, you know, looking through our list, it's a very underrated group. I'm very excited to talk about the guys tonight, and, you know, should be a fun segment. The thing that interests me the most about the whole prospecting is the fact that this team's pretty good where we're at now. I know some people will disagree with that, obviously. We're not really looking at any of these guys to come in and be a superstar or a world beater. We just need a, some decent wingers, and we're fine. If you could just get give us a little bit of middle six depth, which that could, I'm not going to say easily happen, but it's, it's possible with a guy like Ishikov or a guy like Maggio or Dufour. If we if two out of those three guys pan out to be NHL players, that's we're in really good hands. Am I am I wrong here? We need them to be at forty to sixty point guys. I. I being, you know, half a point per game isn't the most impossible thing in the world. I think Ishikov, as Chris Terry said, you know, Chris Terry confirmed, Chris Terry approved, is one of the most skilled players he's ever seen. He had a very good, very, okay, very good. He had a very long professional hockey career. So that's really saying something. Yeah, definitely stateside. And we've, we've already, like, you know, tried to go through throughout the year, and we gave up dates on the farm. Jake was very good at that throughout the year. But this year was a down year in Bridgeport, and now under Rick Kowalski, there's going to be a little more hope. I uh, when doing my research for putting a list together um, for this podcast. I wound up going through the AHL website. Oh, my God, that thing is unbearable. But, um, you know, it's really hard to find highlights of these guys, but I did watch a little tape on everyone we're talking tonight. Uh, so, yeah, excited to talk. Well, everyone, at least at the AHL level. I'm not going to lie and say I've seen every like uh you know uh sm league game like uh you know some people at the athletic might but um we'll, we'll see how it goes just enjoying my cup of coffee that's right um so yeah no i'm pretty excited for this segment uh just to go over the rules here we're gonna go down a list of prospects i have in front of me uh we're gonna run through how we feel about all the guys and then at the end we're going to rank them i think that's the format we're gonna do this segment in uh we'll go through our top 10 one through 10 and then give some honorable mentions at the end but uh starting up a guy we saw at the nhl level last year samuel bullduke an ahl all-star last season that we saw you know some very high highs and very low lows at the pro level jake how are you feeling about samuel bullduke right now pal yeah, obviously a rough end of the year for Samuel Bolduc, but a very good year. Um, at this time last year, we weren't really optimistic on Samuel Bolduc because had a very good pro first pro season, and then um, I guess he was playing kind of hurt last year. Uh, only had seven points in fifty games this year. At Bridgeport, he had thirty-five points in fifty-six games. He was very good on their first power play. Got called up, got two goals, one assist in three games. Um, the size is there. Uh, I believe he is uh, 6'4", 190, so um, he can play better defensively, and it was a little shaky, and he can put some points on the board. So um, just signed a contract. Uh, he, I believe he's going to be 22 until December, so still very young, uh, still a lot to learn, but I'm, I'm very excited. I think he's one of our better defensive prospects ceiling-wise. 
Yeah, I'm high on Bolduke. I, I really like Sam. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. You know, his game did impress me at times. I think people were, you know, when he looked bad like, on the Suzuki goal against Montreal, as we all remember, and in that, I think, game one against Carolina before Romanov came back, he looked horrible. Like, it was it was really rough from Sam. Uh, but, you know, for a second-round pick, going into, I think, his fourth pro season now, I'm very excited by this kid's upside. I think the left side defense, like, you know, that third spot, even though we all, or I, don't, I wouldn't say we all, I know a lot of Islanders fans don't like Ajo, but I think it's going to be a close fight between him and Ajo this season. I think he'll contend. Last year, we gave Robin Salo on the pod, like, a lot of hype that he was going to be able to contend for the spot, but I really think, you know, Bolduc could, uh, to quote Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, he could he could make Sebastian Ajo's life hell and take the spot, but uh, AJ, how do you feel about Bull right now? Uh, Robin Salo, the two-goal game against the Anaheim Ducks, will always be my Stanley Cup until we win a Stanley Cup, in my opinion. Any comments? Okay. No, I was I was there with you for that, I think. Uh, yep. That was awesome. Uh, that game absolutely rocked. But uh, what do you think about Bull Uh Bull, I mean... I don't know what his upside is going to be. I think he will be an NHL defenseman. I think he will be on the team this year. I think he's our safest NHL pro, or I guess not NHL prospect, or else he wouldn't be a prospect. He's our safest prospect right now to be an NHL player for the long-term future. Will he be very good? Will he be the next Devontae's? Probably not. We'll see how he grows. I don't. I don't really. I'm, I don't feel confident that he's going to like take that next step and be a great NHLer. I think he can easily be a solid NHLer, but we have to see how he grows. Defensemen do develop weird. I don't want to put too high expectations on him either. Either He still is very young. I know a lot of people were very upset with him, like you said, during that Suzuki goal that almost didn't really cost us the season, and if we did lose that game against Montreal, you're not blaming the season on Sam Bolduc, don't get me wrong. And he did look bad in the Carolina series when he did play. Very young, was very, I don't want to say not ready, because he was ready when he played most of the season. But during those tough games, he wasn't there or at his best when we needed him to be. But I'm I'm excited to see what he'll do this year. I think he should make the team. He will, like you said, compete with Ajo, and we'll see. I don't want to get too high on him and say he's going to be a guaranteed top four power play guy because I really don't know how I feel about him yet, and I want to see how he develops. But I do think he is probably our most likely prospect to be an NHLer for four-plus years. Yeah, and that's always the debate in prospecting, to take an interlude here. Um, the debate in prospecting, it's always, you know, do you want to have the higher ceiling guys higher on your lists and rankings, or are you higher on the, you know, the guys with the high upside, the guys who can break out and become th- something special in this league? And AJ, I totally agree with you there. I don't think, you know, I don't think Bolduke is going to become, like, a power play one, like, elite NHL defenseman, but do I think he'll ever have, like, you know, maybe a 30-point season, a 35-point season? Yeah, I can see it from his early game and been doing at the AHL at a young age. So I'm high on Bolduke. I'm excited for to see what he does this year. Um, AJ, I'm going to kick it back to you with our next prospect here, um, Arno Durando. Uh, Duran Duran, what, what are you feeling about uh, Duran Duran right now? Duran Duran's a really interesting one here. Once again, doesn't really have that upside like we were just talking about a few seconds ago with the whole upside, the ceiling, and floor debate. He probably has the highest or one of the highest floors within our farm system, I'd say. We all saw what he could do for the New York Islanders last year. Could he do that again? And if he could, 
sign me up. That was awesome. Everyone, and I mean everyone, no matter how you felt about the, the team at that time, loved how Duran, Durando was playing. I don't think there was many people that were that, you know, have a decent, realistic hockey mind were saying, wow, this guy's terrible, get him off. No, he was fun to watch, he was working hard, he was battling on both ends of the ice. He's not going to put up, you know, 60, 70 points, but he could be a fine fourth liner. He looks like he has the, I guess, skill to be a good fourth liner, be a bit of, kind of like a Sezikis type player. Uh, What's it called? Um, Energy, uh, battery, bunny. Someone Energizer help me Bunny. Energizer Bunny. That, that's why we do a podcast here. Someone needs to help me out. He has that Energizer Bunny vibe to him. I really like the player. I would be really happy to see him on the team this year. I think he'll get games. I think he's probably our next man up, depending how the Coolman, um, Gautier, Holmstrom situation, which we should talk about later, because Rosner did put out an article about that. I think we should give that some light after the prospect talk. I really like Durando, though. I think he's one of my favorite guys in the system, but I don't think he's going to be that high because of his lack of ceiling. Yeah, when I did my list the other day, I didn't even consider him as a prospect because he is a little bit older in age, but as a bottom sixer, I do really like this kid. AJ nailed it spot on on the head there, like Energizer Bunny, really fast. I loved his game at the pro level. I'm very excited to see him, um, you know, get a shot in camp. I'm definitely going to watch him in the preseason games with a close eye because, you know, he's, he's going on 24-25 this season, so... You know, it's, he's getting up there for a seventh-round pick. You take this outcome every time they could challenge for a roster spot after six years, but this is kind of do or die for Durando. And I, I have a good, like, feeling this kid's going to do. And uh, I haven't, you know, it, we'll, we'll talk about the, the jockeying for position there, but I'm very high on Duran Duran to make the team this year. Jake, what do you think about Duran Duran? Yeah, this is his age 24 season. Um, like I just said, I'm very optimistic about – uh, Durando's four. Uh, we saw what he can do in the four games he played. Yes, he did get zero points in those games, but he showed a lot uh, just using his speed. He always consistently four-checked well. Um, I think he can be an effective, speedy fourth liner at the next level. Um, I don't consider him a prospect because, you know, I can kind of – I think we all know what he is at this point. He's a very good AHL player as well, so if he's down there, he's going to help them out. Uh, he had 55 points in 68 games, so – I like him a lot. Um, I think he's going to get games this year. I think the coaching staff like what he brings on the wing. Um, he could be in contention for the fourth line left wing spot. Um, he can, you know, take a spot in camp. So we'll have to see what happens. But I, I, I like him a lot, and I think we know what's coming from him. I don't think anything is going to change in that aspect, but very excited for him. Yeah, I'm so excited for him. Um, you know, he's an exciting prospect. I'm not sure if he'll make it at the pro level, but, you know, definitely he'll be a Bridgeport legend because the franchise is stuck by this kid. Uh, next up, the big fish, William for himself. Uh, I'll go first on Deuce here. You know, after breaking out in the QMJHL last season, he kind of went silent this year. Um, you know, not silent in total. He had a great AHL season. He had a bad NHL game. He was an absolute rock star down in Bridgeport. Um, I know the skating's still an issue for a lot of people, but 
but this kid has a wicked shot. If he could get in the zone, like he's going to rip it. He's going to score a goal. And I'm excited for Deuce. I think he's probably one of our top prospects. I'm with an ETA of this season. I expect him to arrive at the NHL level. Um, And anything short of that, I'll be a little disappointed because, you know, he has been such like a good prospect by, you know, league-wide standards where he's he's breaking into like top 100 list, top 120 list. I'm I'm very excited to see what Dufour becomes at the pro level, even if his skating is currently holding him back from being like, you know, a real like elite prospect. But, you know, as a very good to great prospect, I'm very high on Dufour right now. AJ, you go first on Dufour here. I think Dufour has been one of the most fun prospects I've witnessed in my lifetime to see really develop and grow, you know, in real time. He he obviously had his great season in the queue the year we didn't make playoffs. So when his playoff run was going on, that's all Iona fans are talking about. And he absolutely killed it. He dominated. He had an incredible playoffs. He had a great year, too. That year, he put up 116 points in 66 games. That was awesome. We got the updates on him, and we're like, oh, wow, this kid might be something. I know he was the same year as Alex Jeffries, and I liked Alex Jeffries more at the time. Some people are starting to rate Alex Jeffries now, too. Not to William Dufour level, of course, but we'll get into him later. Dufour had a great year in the AHL. Yes, like you said, the skating's still an issue. He put up 48 points in 69 games. Nice, by the way. He's only 21 years old. He's going to be turning 22 in January, late January. The kid's 21 years old right now. He put up, like I said, 48 points, 21 goals in his first professional season in North America. He's always been in North America, but pro hockey. That's good. That's really good. Out of a fifth-round pick, what are we doing here? Why are people not... I know most people are happy and excited for him. Why are some people just shitting on the Islanders' prospect pool just to feel misery for ourselves? Get excited about Dufour, because what is he, at best, maybe a second liner? At worst, he doesn't work out. So, you know what, be a little bit more positive here. We've watched this kid develop with our own eyes, in real time. It's been fun. Enjoy it. Like it. Like him. I'm very excited to see what he could do. The skating's an issue, but he's been really cool to see. Yeah, honestly, I think the last time an Islander top prospect was on the first line for Team Canada at the the World Juniors, even if it was a weird one with Barzal. So, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Jake, what do you think on Deuce right now? Yeah, very good first pro season. Um, obviously, was on the junior team as well. Um, got some points um, in that tournament as well. And for the Sea Dogs, he was an efficient playoff performer, but. Six and nine games at Bridgeport, 48 points is not bad for your first pro season. He's still only 21 years old. People think he's older than that, but he's still very young. He's 21 years old. Um, he's constantly thinking about putting the puck in the back of the net. He's a very shoot-first guy. He's a good forward checker. He usually wins the puck battles, and then he just skates it, and he usually is um, looking for the net right away. He's not really a passer, even though he did get more assistant goals this year. Um the skating is probably my biggest knock on Dufour. I think it's something he needs to work on. He probably is working on it this summer. Um, so we'll see in camp if it's improved. But, I mean, if he's an average skater and, you know, the shot stays the same, I think we're getting a efficient scoring middle sixer. And um, I was very encouraged by his first year. I don't know if he makes the team, but he asked the way to Bridgeport again to get another chance. I think that's something he's going to do. 
Yep, sounds good. I mean, we're all high on Deuce. I think you're able to see that on our prospect rankings a little bit. Next up, Quinn Finley, the Irishman himself, um, you know, drafted by the Islanders at the young age, you know, pretty young age. He just turned 19 last week, uh, winger prospect for the team. He was 11th in the USHL in scoring. I'm very excited for this kid, um, you know, man of the motherland being uh, named Quinn Finley. That's the most Irish name I've ever seen. But uh, he was 10 points over a point per game in the USHL, and he's going to be going to the University of Wisconsin, I think starting this fall, he might get registered. No one's too sure about that yet. But uh, Jake, what well, y'all let you go first on Quinn Finley here? Yeah, I think I don't know if this is a hot take. I think he's one of our most underrated prospects because I don't think people realized he put up 65 points in 55 games this year. He was on two different USHL teams. I believe he was with the Steel, and he was um, on a different team as well. He got traded Madison season, Capitals. But- Madison Capitals, I think he started there. Um, yep. But he was point per game in, uh, in both teams. I think size is, um, you know, probably his biggest issue. But the skill, you can see he's a really good skater. Um, I don't think he's signed yet, so he might. Uh, like Ryan said, I think he's going back to college, so we'll have to see what happens there. But a uh, very good player. I just don't think people are realizing the year he had and very encouraged by what he did last year. Yep, AJ, back to you on Quinn Finley. I don't really know too much about him. I know that people really like his foot speed, like his compete level, and he had good stats in the USHL. I'm not going to get too over excited here. I want to see how he does in his first year of college. That's kind of a big thing with me and guys in the National Development Program and in the US, USHL, excuse me. The first year of college is massive for them, and, you know, if they have a really good year in college, it's really awesome, obviously, and if they don't, don't get too discouraged by it, but obviously be well aware, so we'll see how he does. It's kind of a sink or swim thing with going into the uh, NCAA. We saw how Walsham was kind of weird in college and hasn't lived up to his potential yet that he had when we drafted him, so I feel like college is a pretty good mark to see how these guys are going to develop, grow, and hopefully become professional players for us. Look, I'm not going to say the thing, but when you think of small Wisconsin wingers, you think of Cole Caulfield and you think of Quinn Finley. I'm I'm just throwing that out there. We'll we'll see how uh, Wisco develops him. But um, in all seriousness, I mean, he was drafted very young for his age. I think Jake noted there that he's like one of the most underrated pieces in our farm because if this kid breaks out of Wisco, it's going to be pretty sick. It's going to be a lot of fun, but um, he only has two more years on his ELC, so we'll see. Uh, Jake, next up, I'm going to throw it to you for Isaiah George. What do you think about Isaiah George? Of, I think the London Knights, correct? Yep. Yeah, uh, London Knights. I think another guy who's um, an underrated part of our farm. Had a good year in London last year. Um, 54 games. He had seven goals, 15 assists, 22 points. Uh, he's a very good puck carrier. Um, he has decent speed. He's good defensively, so I think he's a good two-way guy. Um, I, th- I believe he's going back. I don't. I don't know if he's signed right now. It says he's unsigned. Maybe he'll sign in a month or something. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him at rookie camp. I know he impressed at last year's rookie camp, and a lot of people are high on him. I believe he was on the World Junior team. I'll have to, I'll have to check that. Um, doesn't look like it though, so I could be completely wrong. But uh, good year in London, and I believe he's signed there for another year. And you know, I think he's a guy who you know could be on the Islanders in a few years. So I'm very high on him, and I I think similar to Finley's, um, very underrated part of our farm. And I remember people talking about that draft that the two main steals were Quinn Finley and Isaiah George. So and that's kind of tracking well so far. I have to step in here real quick. I disagree with you. you 
because people were really raving that entire draft about uh, Odelius, Cal Odelius. They were saying he was one of the steals of the draft and not a steal for the New York Islanders. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, I think George, he did get scratched a couple times in London is something I saw this season, but when he played, he was very good. They're apparently one of the older teams in the in the CHL. Like, they like to play the older kids, which next year he'll be one of the older kids, so hopefully he's able to develop. I'm excited to see what this kid's next step is. Um, but, you know, he was always showing up on that Islanders prospect pipeline that they put out every week, so I'm excited to see it. Uh, AJ, any final thoughts on George here? Uh I know a lot of people that we talk to rate him very highly. I really am not going to say too much. I haven't watched him play. I know that the uh, prospect guys liked him a lot when we drafted him. So, not saying Jake was wrong when saying he was a real like a steal. I feel like all three of those guys were very good value. What were people were telling us? We'll see what happens. I like the player. Could he be good? Maybe. Could he not? I don't know. I really don't know too much, so I'm not gonna waste everyone's time here. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next up is E2 Lucas, um, another big prospect. Uh, I'm high on E2 Lucas. He's developed really well. Uh, next year, he should be playing Liga. The NH- or the Islanders have signed him to an ELC, so his time on the clock to make the pro roster starts. He's going to have like three years to come over. Uh, they loaned him back to an SM-, SM Liga club, I think, and he'll figure out his next steps this summer, and then we'll see what he can do in camp, and then it's all going to be all on Lucas to make the team or not. If he doesn't make the Bridgeport roster, we're going to send him back i think that's how it works cake do you have any more clarity around that yeah i believe it was signed um like near the end of the year i don't i believe his contract is up i have to look at that but i think i'll play at bridgeport this year i'll have to do more research on that i think you're right about that but don't take my word as uh, the gospel here I like the player a lot in E2 Lucas. I know a lot of people, he was kind of an ongoing joke we had in one of our group chats, you know, when we were talking about the incredible Islanders prospect pool, we'd be like, oh, haha, E2 Lucas, haha, you know, because really didn't rate him because of, we didn't know what he was. In the World Juniors, he actually looked pretty damn good. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched European hockey games. I didn't, so I like what we saw in the juniors, I like his compete level, I liked his ability to go out and try to make a name for himself, be a competitive depth forward. Maybe he works out, hopefully comes to the AHL, and I could watch him a little bit more this year. I'm planning on going a few times, so we'll see. Maybe I'll get the AHL package as well. But um, I liked what I saw in the juniors, but we'll see how he develops and you know converts his game over to the North American ice. Yeah, from what I've heard on him, he's like a perfect fourth liner. I guess is the way to put it. Like he, he could fit in on the identity line right now and just be like a young Matt Martin or Cal Clutterbuck out there. But that's not really the kind of profile you're going for with your prospects. Jake, what are you going to say? Sorry about that. Yeah, very physical player, which I didn't know when he drafted him, but uh, 104 penalty minutes last year. Uh, he's a very physical player. He's a decent shooter, too. He got 50, 14 goals last year in 58 games, but he's going to be a future fourth runner, in my opinion. I pretty confident on that but i really like the way he plays i saw some clips last year um i believe he's on the finland summer showcase team where they've had some games so far I, I could be wrong on that but very physical player um 6'2 180 so i'm very excited to see him in the future 
Yep, and I just found out, I checked it, um, E2 Lucas can now make the Bridgeport roster this season as he's under contract in Europe. Um, so he can either be on the NHL roster or we have to loan him back until his contract's up. So that kind of stinks. Um, next up, Alex Jeffries, um, American kid. I know he's starting to rise on some of our our prospect rankings for people we know. AJ, what do you think about Alex Jeffries? I liked him a lot. There was some character issues, I believe, or there was something a little off with something about him during the entire draft process, which is why he fell so low like he did. I don't remember what it was exactly, and I forgot to really look into it, if it was even talked about. Because I know the Bodie, uh, the Bodie Wild stuff, when he had character issues, wasn't really described in articles. So, Jeffries, I think he's going to Merrimack, uh, Merrimack College, if someone correct me if I'm wrong there. But, could be a decent winger. I don't, don't know in too much about him. I know his stats look pretty good, but other than that, it's kind of... We'll see what he can do. I know some people, like the Hockey News, rated him higher than Maggio, or they had him in our top 10. I've, I'll check that again while you guys are talking about it. But they rated Alex Jeffries very, very high, which I was a little bit surprised about. But we'll see what he can do. Yeah, he had a breakout year this year in Mamaronek. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's one of the captains up there. Uh, it's a it's a pretty good school, you know, D1 hockey program. He led the team in scoring. You don't really see that too, too much out of Islanders. He was also playing with another NHL prospect in, I think, Matt Copiani from the Oilers. But, you know, there's definitely some hype around Jeffries right now. It's, it's big to have a guy who's, like, the best player at the uh, NHL program. We're going to talk about another guy who was a really good player at the NHL program, but, uh, or NCAA program. Um, I'm not a big college hockey guy i went to a school that doesn't have college hockey at uh, the st john's university uh, i know aj and jake didn't really go to hockey schools either but you know just to be in that experience you know alex jeffries he looks like a really good player right now i'm excited to see what uh what he does going forward um jake what, what do you think about jeffries here yeah some prospect writers are higher on jeffries than others but uh, i believe he's going back to miramax so you won't see him this year but uh still only 21 years old uh, fourth round pick in 2020 very good passer uh, i was looking at the elite prospects 2020 and draft guide they said um excellent vision excellent passing ability and he backed that up with 27 assists in 38 games this year along with 14 goals so i like him but um we're not ready to see him yet i, I um merrimack was really good last year i recall um they'll probably be good again this year and you know he's one of those reasons why so i'm excited for him um but unfortunately you can you know, he's not turning pro just yet. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, Marinac had their season ended by Quinnipiac, who ended up being the national champions this season, I believe. Um, so that's, you know, absolutely brutal. They got 5 would but it looks like they made a great run in Hockey East this year for one of the smaller schools in Hockey East. Um, you know, I, I remember when uh, Trevor Zagris himself was in college. I used to watch a lot of BU games, but then I kind of fell off with watching college hockey. Um, you know, I feel like it's a good, good hobby if you go to any of those schools, but that's not for me. Um, you guys aren't like you guys don't watch college hockey much, right? I want to get into it this year because there's a lot of kids on Long Island that are committing to like pretty big schools like Minnesota. I forget the name, but one kid just committed to Minnesota, um, which is really cool. Some other pretty big schools. I think someone's from Wisconsin or going to Wisconsin, and then we have the Islanders prospects as well, like you know Quinn Finley, Danny Nelson. I'm not going to sit down and watch a more of a no offense to Alex Jeffries if he's listening to this podcast right now I'm not going to sit down on a Saturday night and throw on a Merrimack uh, college game 
don't even know how to pronounce the school. Uh, that's how stupid I am. But uh, I'm not going to sit down and watch one of our lower-tier prospects play. But, hey, we'll see what he can do. Hopefully he has a good year, and hopefully he makes some noise. You know, his stats have gotten better every year. So the better they do, the happier we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, Jeffries becomes because, you know, guys like this, this profile that, you know, they come from an underdog college and they persevere. They, they tend to have some success at the pro level, be it AHL or NHL, but it's grown a lot here. Um, next up is Matt Maggio, uh, the man of the hour. I know AJ had a big tweet about it, so I'm going to give AJ the first dibs on Maggio here. Uh, Matt Maggio, what more can we say? The Italian stallion himself. He was the best player in the OHL last year. Yes, he was an overager. We'll make that, we'll make that very clear because that's what people love to say. He's an overager. He's an over, overager. He's an overager. Sure, he's an overager. He also put up 111 points. He has done something only, I believe, 135 or 37 guys have done in the entire history of the OHL. So, as a New York Islander fan, I'm going to be excited when we draft a guy in the fifth round or sixth round that has done something only 132 kids have ever done in the OHL. He's done things as an overager, similar to Ola Nolan, Mitch Marner, and many other really good hockey players. Yes, I said two random OHL guys. Those are just guys that were on, I believe it's Quant Sports or Quant Stats that were near Maggio's name. And they were probably younger than him, obviously. But still, I don't care. I'm going to get excited. I love Matt Maggio, obviously, because he's Italian. I think he could be really good. He was carrying his team. And he carried, we'll say he carried Shane Wright too, because he was better than Shane Wright last year. So hold that, and that's coming from a Shane Wright guy myself. I don't have the stats in front of me, so if anyone could uh, say them, let me know how he did in the AHL. I believe he put up, he played like eight games there, if anyone has his AHL stats on hand. Jake, this is your time to shine, buddy. I just pulled him up. He played three games and had two assists. So that's fine. We'll see what he can do. I really like Matt Maggio. I think he's my favorite prospect. The dude is rocks. He has something about him that I think he will be our best prospect within the next two or three years. Like We'll be like, oh, how, how did we not say Matt Maggio was our best guy over a guy like Dufour? I'll, Jake will probably give you a better analysis on him, but I just think everything about Maggio rocks. And I'm really, really excited to see what he can do for the Bridgeport Islanders this, this year. Probably the guy I'm most excited for in our farm. Yeah, um, obviously great year for Maggio. You can you can say he's an overager, but he's going to be a Bridgeport or New York Islander next year, and he's still only 20 years old. So obviously uh, insane year, 111 points, um, six six games. He was good in the playoffs as well, and even the year before that, he was really good for Windsor as well. So um, and then he went over uh, to Bridgeport uh, for three games. He was really good in those three games. Uh, two assists. One of those assists was an unreal pass. So I just think he has unreal vision, and he's a real good scorer as well, and I think he's an average skater. So I, there's no really major knock on his game that I'm really noticing. Um, but, you know, he's going to, you know, report to rookie camp, training camp. Uh, we'll see where he's placed. You know, something crazy happens. Could it be on the Islanders? Maybe, but I, I just think they should give him the year in Bridgeport. Uh, but, yeah, really good player. He's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I know. He is the reason why we're doing this. I don't know why he was so far down on the hockey writer's prospect list. He's usually one of my favorites, and I'm very excited to see what he does this year. And he's Italian. That's that's really the best part about him. 
I guess uh, not being Italian is the thing that sours me on Maggio here. Um, half kidding, but you know, I, I do understand he's an overager. I'm very excited to see him play. I think he's going to be very good at the pro level. Um, you know, be at AHL for a year. I think you need to leave him in the AHL this year pretty much untouched until the end of the season, no matter what. Like, if he's a big help, you can bring him up. If the Islanders are down bad and you can use some youth, bring him up. But, you know, we just saw what happened with Dufour, where one game made, like, a total mockery of the kid because he wasn't ready. So, let's see. I mean, I think this is a really big win for the Islanders' analytics and scouting departments that they were able to identify this kid late in the draft that he was going to become a stud and they became a stud. Uh, but we have to see what he does at the pro level because it's a little tougher with overagers. But, you know, I, I think uh, in the camp of him, Wyatt Johnson and Shane Wright, I think I'd have him second on my power rankings right now of the guys that have gone through Windsor lately. Um, next up here is Danny Nelson, the Islanders' second-round pick for this year, and I'm going to kick it over to Jake for this one. Jake, thoughts on Danny Nelson? Baby Brock. Yeah, Danny Nelson, um, Notre Dame's own, similar to Brock Nelson. Um, no Sydney Mom's his game after Brock Nelson, but I don't, I don't see that happening. But um, yeah, second round pick this year. It was a big day. We obviously made Josh Bailey trade, and then now we're ready. We took Danny Nelson. Uh, had a pretty good year last year in the uh, U.S. Under 18 program. 62 games, 21 goals, 26 assists, 47 points. Um, definitely a two-way player. Uh, I really like his his passing. Um, going back this uh, maybe he's going to Notre Dame this year I'm um, excited to see what he does there and hopefully by the end of the year he'll report to Bridgeport and see what happens there but he's a center I believe he can play wing um, if we want him to we'll see you know what's going on with the center depth um, so we'll see what happens there but uh, very very excited for uh, Danny Nelson this year yeah uh, Nelson obviously a lot of people are very high on him kind of like the Quinn Finley stuff I want to see one year of college first before I get my hopes up I think obviously he does have a lot of potential I asked around uh some inner circles I know didn't get too much information on him unfortunately I was hoping to bring some good news about him here but couldn't pull much out of my sources but uh we'll see what he can do hopefully he has a great year at Notre Dame he'll have leadership from former uh fighting Irishman Anders Lee Let's go. Come on, Danny. Uh, it'd be cool to have Nelson and Nelson on a line. Yep, I'm excited for Danny Nelson. I mean, apparently he plays a power forward play style. Uh, he grew up in, like, kind of, you know, the U.S. development system, which has been banger after banger recently. So it's always good to take a kid out of that. Um, I'm excited, you know. We'll, we'll see what Danny Nelson becomes. I, I'm not going to see him much until he plays at the pro level, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he's only 18. He just turned 18 a week ago. And uh, as far as second-round picks go here, I mean, I heard it was a giant win for the Islanders for where they were drafting. So I'm going to take people out there there even if I, I don't really trust the prospecting industry uh next up on our list here we only have uh two names left uh Yusuf Nurmi I think that's his first name or is it Jesse Nurmi um Jesse Jesse, Jesse right but it, it's Swedish so it's it's with the Y I think or Finnish um but Jesse Nurmi Jake you could go first on this one yeah, big fan of Jesse Nurmi. Uh, he obviously had the viral goal uh, come onto our feeds a few weeks ago. But fourth-round pick this year, only 18 years old from Finland, left wing. Uh, problem is his size. He's only six foot, 172 pounds, but the skill is uh, very noticeable. Um, a lot of hustle, a lot of energy, very good forechecker. Um, he's, um, this year in Finland, um, pulling up now 41 goals, 
uh, nope, 41 games, 21 goals, 29 assists, had 50 points. Um, in the under 20, um, I believe it's Cuckoo team. And then internationally, he had 14 points in 21 games. I believe he's going back there this year. He's already started playing internationally for that junior team. Two assists in six games. I like him a lot. Um, I'm excited to see what he does this year. Um, didn't have a lot of success on the big team. Um, he's going to be playing on the big team this year, so I'm excited to see what his stats looks like. Looks like, but um, very, very enthused by Jesse Nurmi and um, one of my favorite prospects that not a lot of people are talking about. I mean, he is certainly a prospect in the Islanders' developmental system. I have nothing really to say here. Jake, uh, Jake's a prospect guy here. All I know is that I made a funny tweet when he scored that really cool goal, calling him the next Maggio um, uh, regen. So, yeah, we'll see. I really have no expectations right now for him. But I, I don't want to say that we're high on every guy because we all know that every guy is going to, like, we can't be excited for every guy. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Finnish players, they always fit a mold, and I think he might crack the NHL one day. I don't know too, too much about him, but... You know, he, he's definitely, you know, had a role at the international level and he didn't really get much time in Liga last year. But we'll see. I mean, it's a good league to be in. It's a good developmental league. And I, I don't know, not to not to throw Elias Peterson out there, but uh, Elias Peterson kind of broke out um, a year after he got drafted from Liga. So you, you never really know with Liga. Hopefully he gets a shot there. Hope, we're probably not going to see it. But, you know, if he puts on points in Liga this year, he could jump up to like, you know, a top five prospect in our system. You never know. And uh, he couldn't make the next World Junior roster for Finland because he made the U18s. Uh, so I guess the coaching staff is kind of familiar with him. Um, the last guy on our list here, which always feels weird when you're stopping the alphabet at O, is Kelly Odelius. Um, you guys, AJ, I'll give it to you. I know you're excited to talk about Kelly here. Um, excited to stretch. I was reading an article, I believe the Rosner article today, and he, not today, but I was reading the article that Rosner put out about Odelius, to clarify. Uh, apparently, Odelius felt like he had a very bad 22-23 uh, season. Rosner wasn't, Rosner said he'll be fine, not to worry about it too much, but it wasn't what we were probably hoping for. He did play in the, whatever the t league under the SHL is, he played in the finals uh, to get promoted i know it's kind of funny talking about soccer terms while talking about hockey it's weird how they do it there kind of cool actually but uh thankfully the new york islanders weren't around for uh promotion relegation or else we'd probably be in the third tier of hockey but uh different story for a different day odelia's had a pretty down year for his standards at least i didn't watch him play he didn't feel great about his game uh I know some people have him very, very high still on our prospect pool, and rightfully so. Our pool isn't great, and people are very high on the kid. So, sure, he didn't have a great year, but I'm not going to bash him and say he's banned from the New York Islanders for having a bad year in the whatever under SHL is. Jake could give you a better analysis from that. Jake, take it away. Yeah, definitely a tough year, not the year we were expecting. Obviously, second-round pick last season. He was signed to his entry level that year, um, but obviously went back to Sweden. I don't know. I'm unsure if he's going back this year. Uh, could be. Uh, we'll have to, you know, research further on that. But definitely a tough year. Had a good World Juniors. I believe he scored in uh, one of the games, um, and that didn't do too much. But 
I did score in, I believe, a blowout. I don't remember which game that was. But um, tough year, 11, 11 points in 43 games. But um, very, very good skater. I think that's the best part of his game. Um, I think he's pretty much solid at everything. Good defender, uh, two-way guy, but he's an edge offensively. Um, he had a lot of ice time throughout his career so far. He's a, I just think the skating is something um, you know the Islanders really like. That's why they took him. Um, I'm hoping for a better year, obviously. He's um, still only 19, so he's a very young defenseman. And um, I just think he's, you know, decreased a little bit in, you know, our hearts prospect-wise. Uh, but, you know, we're all hoping for a better year, and I, I still really believe in him. Yeah, I was really high on Kale at the draft, and uh, now it looks like he's taking a step back. I thought, like, if everything broke right last year, he might have had a shot to at least be in camp and be a big name to challenge, you know, Bull Duke. I guess the last year the Bull Duke was uh, Robin Solo, uh, but, you know, challenge Aho and uh, whoever for that third left-hand defenseman spot. Um, you know, the earliest he's got challenges 24-25 because this kid needs a lot more seasoning. And we'll see what happens. He took a bit of a dip from my last prospect rankings where I think I had him third overall. But we'll uh, – or second overall in my last rankings on the pod here. And we'll see what happens. I mean, I know a lot of the prospect industry is high on him, but I don't trust the prospect industry, so we'll see. But um, now we're going to roll over into top 10 talk. I think that was everyone we had to cover today. KJ, any outstanding names you want to throw in honorable mentions before we, we start counting down on our list? I have no one, but we'll let Jake go, and I will read off the list that the Hockey News said that kind of start, sparked all this. Yeah, I have two honorable mentions. Uh, they were both taken this year. Um, one is Justin Gill. He was an overager. Uh, similar to Maggi, I believe he was taken in the fifth round, right after the Nermi. Um, I believe he's going back. I could be wrong on that, but I don't want points last year. Um, and he's a good skater, so I like that. We'll have to keep an eye on him. And Zach Scholes, who was taken in the sixth round and one round before Dennis Goodbug. Um, but he was the captain of the U.S. World Junior Team, and he's a solid defender, so I like him as well. All right, uh, Ryan, any honorable mentions on your behalf? Nope, no honorable mentions on my behalf. Um, we talked about pretty much everyone. Do you want to run through the hockey news list quick before we go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how this all started here, the hockey news list. All right, so up at number one was William Dufour, fair. Number two, Danny Nelson. Three, Sam Bolduke, fine. Four, Odelius, uh, sure, fine, whatever, I guess. I disagree, but... At five, Ishikov. I'm okay with that. Six, Finley. Seven, Maggio. They had Maggio at seven, which I thought was a disgrace. I think he should be in the top three, but that's just me. Uh, eight, Alex Jeffries. Nine, Jesse Nurmi. And ten, Tristan Lennox. So, you know, hockey. I don't know. Uh, I disagree with this list personally. I'll give out. Do you want me to give my list first because I'm talking about it? Uh, I think we could just say, like, who each of our number one are, but if you want to give out your list, we, we could go that route as well. Uh, let's, Jake, Jake, you're the deciding vote here. What would you rather do? 1-1-1 one, 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 or 1-10 one through 10 for each of us? We could, I'd rather do 1-10. through 10. Okay. So I'll go first, and I'll explain myself. So at number one, I have Sam Bolduke. I don't think Bolduke has the highest ceiling of our farm, but I think he's the most likely to play. Let's, what What's the... um. What's the number? 250 games or 300 games in the NHL? I know there's one of those numbers that 
there's something like it's kind of ranked in one of those. 250 for a pension, I think it is. Okay, so yeah, I think he's the most likely to hit 250 out of anyone. He's the safest bet to hit 250. At number two, I have William Dufour. Obviously, we know more about Dufour than anybody else on or in our farm right now. I think it's fair to put him at two. He had a great year. If you put him at one, I don't disagree with you, but I think right now it is safer to say that Sam Bolduc will be around longer and will be a better NHLer than William Dufour. But, hey, I want to be wrong about that because I want to see Dufour kill it here for a long time. At number three, I have Matt Maggio. We all know how much I love Matt Maggio. We'll see what he can do in the AHL. Obviously, hasn't played pro and hasn't played against tougher competition as guys like Odelius. So you can make that debate there. He hasn't played against real men yet. But still, in the OHL, he dominated. He was the best player in the league and did some really cool stuff that we haven't really seen. So take it with a grain of salt, some will say. But I'm very excited for Matt Maggio. Number four, I have Danny Nelson. Big year for him going to Notre Dame. We'll see what he could do. I want to, obviously, like I said, see how these younger guys coming into the college systems do before I really get too high on them. Number five, I have Ishikov. Or, yes, number five, I do have Ishikov. I apologize. Ishikov rocks, man. Uh, that Chris Terry article has people fired up. Uh, you guys have been big Ishikov guys for a while. I wasn't really a Ishikov Isha, Isha believer. A Russo believer, we could find a good nickname for him, but uh, I really didn't, wasn't too thrilled or high on him. But hey, I want to be wrong, and I'm starting to really like this kid now that other people are like, screw it, why not? You guys are right. I'll take, I'll gladly take that out of not being a big Ishikov guy from day one. A lot of, a lot of skill in Ishikov's uh, magic mitts, we'll say. Very excited to see what he could do at number five. I have him. Number six, I have uh, Cal Odelius. Didn't have a great year, like we mentioned, but still, you know, playing against professionals, playing against grown men. Hopefully, he could be better this year, but still, I'd still say six is fine for him. I think you guys will probably have him a little bit higher, but I have him a little bit lower. At number seven, I do have Isaiah George. I think George's upside is good, but we need to see what he can do. Hopefully, he'll get more consistent playing time as he gets older, like you guys said about the London Knights, how they don't really use the youth in unless they're like elite-level talent, which they do get because they are the London Knights, to be fair to them, one of the most historic Canadian hockey franchises. Even against the NHL team, they're probably up there. They have more legacy than the Ottawa Senators, unfortunately. At number eight, I do have Durando, Duran Duran. I have him over Finley, yes, that's probably a bad take, but I think because Duran's very close to being an NHLer, in my opinion at least, it's a safer bet right now. I Probably Finley's going to have the higher ceiling, obviously, but I really do like the player in Duran Duran. So, that's probably a bad take on my behalf. I don't really care. We're talking about a bottom 10. We're talking about the last guys of uh, top 10 of one of the worst prospect pools by the media in hockey, so it's whatever. Uh, behind him, I have Quinn Finley. You guys are very hyped about Quinn Finley. I want to see what we can do year one, yada, yada, yada. We're not going to get into it. And at number 10, I do have E2 uh, Lucas. Very excited about, or very shocked that he has risen in my, not in my prospect pool and not in my meme chart. So that's my top 10. Uh, Ryan, you, you want to cook? 
Yeah, I'll take from here. Uh, number one, I've got William Dufour. I think he has the highest upside of anyone in our system. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. I think he's not at the, so I'm gonna give an ETA on all these guys. Cause like I did a little, you know, a little research on my own, reached out to my contacts. Uh, when would it be disappointing for this guy to not be in the NHL? So to provide a little value here. I'm gonna say Dufour, if he's not in the NHL this year, it's a little disappointing. I'm starting to get worried. Uh, next up is Dave Nelson. Dave Nelson, you know, starting out in Notre Dame. He has a couple years to cook here. We're pretty good down the middle. So he has some time to like prep. Um, I don't expect him at the pro level till 25, 26, but I'm still very high on the prospect um, and go Irish. Uh, next up, a guy who's already at the NHL level and he's going to be there this year, Sam Bolduc. I'm very excited for Bolduc. So he's going to be my third prospect. So I'm kind of in alignment with the hockey uh, hockey news, I believe it was there. Next up, Matt Maggio, I have fourth. You know, the sky's uh, the ceiling's the roof for this kid. He could be anything, but, um, you know, just in terms of upside, I like to take my prospects and have the ones with the highest upside higher on my list. Uh, he could be nothing. I think he should spend the whole year in Bridgeport regardless. Um, just see what this kid's all about, and then you know we'll decide from there next summer um, if he's going to be a part of the long-term plan. Next up is Arno Durando at six for me. I think he has a real chance of making the roster out of camp. I'm very excited to see where he goes this year. And we'll, we'll see where he goes. I'm excited for Durando. He's an energizer bunny. I think he has the highest chance then a bunch of the guys I'm going to name later to make the pro roster because he's on the precipice right now. Um, and I have him pretty highly in the camp conversation we're about to have. Next up, Cal Odelius. Very, I was very high on this kid. He's at six on my list. He dropped. I think last time we did a skates poll, I had him at second. He has fallen because of a bad season. I don't expect this kid in the NHL till, to compete in camp till 24-25 and not to make the NHL till 25-26. Next up, Russell Nishikov. I think he gets a look this year, and I'm very excited to see what he she becomes. I have him, you know, NHL ETA being this year. Uh, next up, Quinn Finley. I'm very high on Quinn Finley. He's at eight on my list. I have him up in the NHL by 25, 26. So I think one more year in college, and then maybe he makes the jump if he's good enough, but we'll see. Then I have E2 Lucas and Alex Jeffries running on my list, two kind of depth guys that I could see making an NHL roster. I'm not going to get too high on them, but I'm very excited about these guys maybe being bottom six for the Islanders. But without further ado, uh, Jake, give us the prime Jakey prospect pipeline. So yeah, number one, I do have William Dufour. I think, you know, he just has such a good shot and the ceiling of him with that shot um, beats that of anyone else in our system. So I do have him ranked one. Hopefully he works on his skating like we talked about. Get a skating coach, no big deal. He'll be elite. Number two, I do have Danny Nelson. I have him penciled in as the future third-line center for the New York Islanders. I really like what he brought. Um, another Nelson can't hurt. Number three, I have Matt Maggio. Uh, 111 points this year like we talked about. I uh, really like what he brings. Um, the, uh, I know we talked about this forever ago, but UBS Arena is his wallpaper because that's where he wants to be. I, I, I love that quote. I love that determination for him to be here. I know everyone wants to be here, but him just saying that, uh, I really like hearing that. So good for Matt Maggio. Uh, number four, I do have Ruslan Ishikov. Uh, we talked about Dufour having a very really good first point season, but Ruslan Ishikov got more points. I know he also played in a German league, which is technically playing in a pro league, and Dufour did not. And that kind of gives him an advantage. But he did put up 51 points in his first Bridgeport season when he kind of looked like an unknown before that. But he's kind of entered back into kind of being our top prospect, someone who could be here at the NHL level. Um, a big knock on him, which I didn't you know, bring up before, is he's not as good of a skater as he should be for his size. But obviously, very, very good skill. Um, if you don't believe me, you can ask Chris Terry. Number five is Samuel Bolduc. Um 
hoping for a better all-around year. I do think he will overtake Ajo eventually. Uh, we'll see what happens in camp. But um, he needs to improve defensively. You know, he's 6'4". He needs to be somewhat physical and good defensively than he was. And I, hopefully the offense will stay the same and maybe he'll help out in the power play. Number six, I'm going to go with Cali Odilius. Um, obviously not a great year, but I do believe in what he brings to the table and I'm hoping for a better year. Uh, number seven is Isaiah George. Um, really liked him this year, um, like we talked about. A good all-around defenseman um, who was, I think, off of the game is underrated. So excited for him. Number eight is Jesse Nurmi. I'm higher on him than others are, but the skill is there. Um, you know, we'll just have to see how he performs, you know, for the Finland big team, wherever he is now. Number nine is E2 Lucas. I believe he is going to be the Islanders' fourth-line winger. Uh, he's very physical, and he does have a bit of an offensive game as well. Number 10 is Quinn Finley. Um, he just needs to use his size a little bit better. Uh, we'll see what he does for Wisconsin this year. I'm very excited for that. Um, you know, it's a big jump in the USHL, so we'll see what he does. But he did produce when he was here, and that's my top 10. Alex Jeffries just missed out. The prospects. I think it's a little bit interesting how we rank them. I think you guys are going for more upside and ceiling, which is probably the smarter way to go about it and the right way to go about it. I went more for guys I think that will play NHL games. I know I did have Durando like eighth, so you could take that. You know, you could say no to that, and then you could say, oh, maybe Salo in for Isaiah George. But I did a mixture of both of ceiling and floor. I think that's fair to say. I think there's no really wrong answer, though. I think the way that you guys are doing it is more common than the way people will see it as I'm doing it. And that's fine. You could all look at it the way you want. I definitely think Bullduke should be higher in your ranking, Jake, but I respect you having him lower. Yeah, in my initial exercise, I didn't put Bullduke on my list, and I had to go back and put him in. Um, so that's hands up in the air because like, I didn't consider him or Duran do prospects because they played multiple games at the pro level, even though I don't think Duran... Well, Duran do burned a year from his contract, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, putting Bolduke in there did change it. I wouldn't put him over Duke for just on upside, but I think AJ, that's perfectly logical because he is very likely to play 500, 400 games in this league. Yeah, we're going to kick the uh, Simon Holmes from Rosner article to next week just because of some time restraints, and we can do more training camp stuff next episode as we get closer. So we'll just kick it off with the Atlantic Division. Who do you want to talk about first, Ryan? Uh, we'll do the teams, then we'll do our standings or standings predictions right like we did last time yeah we'll, we'll go alphabetically i mean we'll do we'll throw out the place of the team here while we're going through and then we'll run through it at the end so everyone make sure you're tracking where you have every team uh first off it'll be the boston bruins first in the alphabet here um today we or today or yesterday i can't remember time time flies so fast in the nhl in the summer but um you know david craigley retired you know i know we talked about patrice bergeron retiring on a recent episode david craigley kind of reinforces the need for them to get a center before the summer ends because their center depth is stinky, but they still have some high-end guys like McAvoy and, um, you know, David Bosternock, obviously, as well as a pretty good goalie tandem in the reigning Vesna winner, Linus Olmark and Jeremy Swayman. I'm very excited to see what the Bruins do this year. I'm not high on them. Um, just in the interest of time, I'll kick it over to AJ. AJ, what do you think about the Bruins this year? I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I would say one guy to watch out for. I know you're talking about center depth. Watch out for Morgan Geeky. This guy's pretty underrated. Had a pretty solid year in Seattle. The, the stats don't show what he was able to do for them. 
He didn't really get a role there because they have a lot of high-end skill guys. I don't think he's going to be a top six forward, but I think he could be similar to a Charlie Coyle who will grow into his role with the Boston Bruins. Like he, Coyle started out as a third-line center, and he really developed him. Not really developed because he was an NHL pro, but he was able to blossom more as he got to Boston. I really do like Morgan Geeky. That's one guy I'm very high on this year. Uh, they do have another kid in the AHL, I forget his name, so I do apologize. He put up like 35 goals last year, something really good. So I think he'll get a call-up. I wouldn't look at the daily face-off lines right now and be like, oh my god, this team's going to be awful because those aren't accurate. I think they're going to bring up some AHL guys. They had some fine signings. They had some weird signings, bringing in guys like JVR and Shattenkirk. NHL players, sure. Are they going to really do much for them? I don't know. I don't see a JVR 40-goal season incoming. But once he gets 55 goals, they win the President's Trophy, and Olmark and Swayman are dabbing on the ice, you could put this in your highlight uh, playoff video. Yep, I agree with that there. Jake, what do you think about the Bruins? Yeah, obviously, you know, Krejci retired yesterday. Um, so that is an issue right now. It's Zaka, Coyle, Geeky. Okay, if someone goes down, then that's someone else that has to play center. They still have David Pashnok, Jake DeBrusque, Brad Marchand for now, um, which is obviously great, and they still have their two amazing goaltenders, which is good, but, you know, the center depth is a problem, and, it, and it's going to stay a problem unless until it's um, addressed. It could not be addressed. I think JVR was a good signing. Um, you know, I, I like Morgan Geeky, but, you know, I don't – the rest of the team I just – I don't love. Obviously, I mean, forward-wise, defensive-wise, it's very good. Um, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, they obviously lost, um, what's his name, Connor Clifton, but uh, they're bringing in Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, not a lot of Bruins fans like Derek Formort, uh, he's back this year. Um, they're going to go as far as Pasta, the defenseman, and the goalies take him, but the center depth is a really big issue. So they're obviously not going to repeat what they did last year, but you know I can see a big regression coming, and we'll talk about that when uh, um, I tell you where they are in my standings. The question is, will they also keep Olmark? I want to mention that real quick. If they could flip Olmark and get a decent NHL forward, not like a decent NHL forward, but like a good NHL forward or some draft capital, I'd look to do it. We all really know how good Jeremy Swayman's going to be. You don't need two insanely good goaltenders, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Swayman's, like, insanely good, but, like, he's, he's definitely really good. Um, you know, I think they ride with Olmark this year with the weakness at center. I think they definitely ride the goalie as a position of strength where their defense is going to be pretty strong with two very good defensemen and a pretty good forward core, even if you ignore center, like, on the wings, they're pretty strong. Um, I'm excited to see what Boston does here. I'm going to throw out where I have them in the stakes. I have them third in the vi- division. Uh, AJ, where do you have the Bruins right now? I have them in fourth, but I might change that. But for now, I'll say fourth. So fourth being wild card two or fourth being out of the playoffs? Uh, no, I have them in fifth, actually, and out of the playoffs. Got it. Um, Jake, where do you have the Bruins? I have them at fourth at 95 points. I have them in the playoffs. Got it. Okay, sounds good. Uh, next up, alphabetically, um, a team close to Prime Jakey's heart, um, as he's from, you know, that area where he went to college. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers. Jake, you can start here on the Sabers. 
Yeah, obviously Hudson Fashion and their season. Sure, they did not lose 13 in a row at a time. That is not why they missed the playoffs. It's because Hudson Fashion kicked the puck in, um, of course. But um, pretty much running back the same forward core. I thought they would try to trade Olsen, but it looks like he's staying. And they re-signed Kyle Poston and Samus Gergensons. So it looks like it's going to be the same forward line. Uh, they also got Tage Thompson. He's back. Uh, Jeff Skinner had a very good year. Um, Dylan Cousins had kind of a breakout year. And... Um, their young guys, JJ Paterka. Um, I believe Jack Quinn's missing the start of the year, but he's going to take a step forward. Uh, the defenseman has been an issue for a long, long time. They brought in Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson. It was a bad contract for Eric Johnson, but um, he will be there next year. Owen Power is going to take a step. And Devin Levi, is he going to be what he's built up to be? Obviously, he had a very good end of the year last year when he debuted, but you know he's going to be the full-time starter with UPL. Craig Anderson retired, so... Uh, it's going to be those two. So, you know, the defensemen improve, and Levi is what he's supposed to be, and the forwards do their job. I think they'll improve a little bit, but I, I still don't really trust Don Granato as a coach. So it's hard to kind of predict what they're doing, and at the end of the day, it is the Buffalo Sabres. So we all know how that ends. Yeah, okay. you take the Sabres before I do because I got some things to say. Uh, they do have a lot of good prospects coming up. I don't know if Jake mentioned that or not, so I do apologize. I was zoning out for a second. But they have really good talent, really high-end talent. Rasmus Dahlin's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. Tage, obviously. Just depends if they could really grow as a group, which they probably will be able to take a very big step this year. I do have them making the playoffs, actually. I think they will finally break that curse. I think Devin Levi could be really good. Um, I think he's going to be good. I don't know. I think due to their prospect, having a really good prospect pool as well, if guys go down, they'll be able to, you know, throw in uh, Yuri Kulich and other guys that are pretty high caliber for having, you know, depth. I think they're going to be good this year. I think this will be the year they finally, finally, finally make the playoffs. Also, shout out Alex Tuck. That's my guy. One of my guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're the most overrated team in the league right now. I think everyone's just riding the youth movement, not realizing that they really did overperform and Tage Thompson really carried them last year. I don't know how big of an update upgrade on defense Eric Johnson's going to be. They have nothing in net. I think Devin Levi had a good showing at the end of the year, but he hasn't played a full year at the pro level. I think he's going to be back in the ATL at some point, and they're going to regret not getting a goalie this summer. Or maybe they could get one midseason, I don't know. But um, I'm, I have Buffalo outside the playoffs. I think everyone's crazy high on this team because everyone in the league is high on future and prospects when it really isn't about that at the end of the day. Um, but I'm excited to see what Owen or Noah, what Owen Power does this year in Rasmus Dahlin. So I, I think they have two number one defensemen. I think next year's going to be the year they make the playoffs. But I think this year they keep knocking at the door and then they bring in like a real coach or maybe guys will be sick of Buffalo just like the last wave. But we'll see. I'm not going to pretend they're going to be like some super team here. I have them in fifth and I have them missing the playoffs. Where do you guys have them? I had the I have them in third and making the playoffs. I do think their decor is actually pretty solid. Uh, Matias Samuelson put some respect on his name right now. It's not pretty. No, he wasn't good. He's not. He's not good. No, no, he's gonna be good this year. He's gonna be good this year. I mean, he wasn't good last year. He's gonna be good this year. Put some respect on his name. Not putting respect on his name. He's not very good. I have him in fifth, missing the playoffs by a point because it is the Sabres at the end of the day. But I do rate uh, Matias Samuelson very high on him, but he's not going to be the reason why they miss. 
Sounds good. Uh, next up alphabetically here is the Florida Panthers. I know AJ has a ton to say about the Panthers. Uh, as the Panthers hater of the podcast, you go first. I think they're going to be better than we're saying. I think they'll be better than... They're probably going to be better than Buffalo. They're probably going to be better than Boston. They're probably going to be better than Detroit. Probably going to be better than Ottawa because they do have that NHL um, great. They have what it takes to be a good team. Their injuries are going to hurt them. I just hate them and can't stand them. So, yeah, that's kind of that. Matthew Kachuk, great player. I shat on him all offseason. Maybe not shat, but I could see him not doing what he did, and he just almost won MVP. So, fuck me, I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll see what they could do. They still have to figure out how Spencer Knight's going to really become a starter with that Bob contract. I don't like the team. They really found replacements that somehow worked like Nick Cousins was playing on their first line in the playoffs golly uh what do I know at this point I have them missing but if they made it I guess I wouldn't be shocked I am a little bit I'm putting a little bit more respect on their name than I did last time yeah, I have them uh, very low in the division. I think they're going to be banged up from last year. They're not going to have an Alex Leon to uh, carry him over the finish line. Even though I do rate some of the guys they got this summer, I think losing Gudis is going to be a big blow. I think, you know, not having Ekblad there is going to be a big blow. And, uh, you know, everything just fit perfectly last year, but I still don't think Paul Maurice is a very good coach. So we'll see what happens. Jake, where are you at the Pan- Where are you on the Panthers as of right now? Yeah, it's a very bad hockey team, in my opinion. Uh, four new defensemen are going to have to gel, and they haven't played in each other yet. And I'm not very impressed with the phone group. I do like Evan Rodriguez, but and I love Matt Tuchok, but I just, I'm not seeing it. And I also agree with I'm not very high on Paul Maurice, so very well on them, and I hate them. I don't really hate them. I just hate Kev. <laughs> Fuck Kev. Better accurate. I have them sixth in division below Buffalo. Uh, Jake, where do you have them here? I have it six to eighty six points. I just I, I don't see it this year. I don't. I have them surprisingly the highest at fourth and under Buffalo. So my rankings are certainly interesting. So do you have them in the playoffs? In no, fourth? no, not at all. Uh, Islanders and Rangers are definitely making it in over them. Sounds good. And the pens there. No, um, okay, sounds good. So next up alphabetically. Uh, is oh I might have skipped one that this is on me but uh, the Detroit Red Wings um, the Dead Wings themselves we talked about them a little bit earlier in the podcast Alex Brinkett's home for the next uh, four years I think the deal was um, I don't I'm not high on them they shouldn't have sold last year at the deadline uh, this is a directionless franchise I think the GM's a total clown I don't think they're building much Cider and Raymond are fine the Larkin contract's good I like Dylan Larkin a lot uh, to Brinkett's probably going to be okay but you know I, I don't like JT Comfort I don't think Alex Kopp is like a 2C or a 3C. I think they're paying a lot of guys too much money, and this defense is an absolute clown show, and in net, it is even even bigger clown show. I think they stink. Um, I'm not hiring the Red Wings at all. I think just in the interest of time, after we say what we think of the team, we could throw out their placement. I have the Red Wings in seventh. What do you have them at, AJ? I'm going to say, I because I got yelled at by Red Wings fans all summer, Jonathan Bergen will have a good season. I've been told that. I've been yelled at that, so... We'll see. I really do not rate JT Comfer. I think he's a good hockey player. Don't get me wrong. Don't think he should be a second-line center on a team that's trying to quote-unquote compete. Love Lucas Raymond. Love Mo Sider. Debrinkit's a very good hockey player. It's a mid-team. They have a supposed criminal in Daniel Sprong on their third line. If you're listening to uh, the hockey buzz recently, he apparently he assaulted someone. Allegedly. So, covering our backs here. Could Robbie Fabry stay healthy? Maybe. Andrew Kopp's a fine player. Bad contract, though. Just the Iser plan's weird. 
decor absolutely is terrible, uh, completely shambolic. Goaltending, apparently, Ville Husso is one of the worst goalies in hockey history. Kidding aside, I think he's fine. Uh, it's not great, though. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I have them second to last in the division. Yeah, I have them in seventh as well at 82 points. I mean, this is just, like Brian said, a directional fan, franchise. Uh, the guys are playing is really not much of a plan at all. Um, the decor is very laughable. Uh, the goaltending is bad. Billy uh, Huso is bad. If he gets hurt, James Reimer has to play games for them. I know they have Kosa coming up, so in a few years they'll be good at, in, on that front. The forwards are, you know, all right. You know, the Prinkins going to be good this year. They have Dylan Markin. Uh, but other than that, really not high on them at all. Uh, just signed a bunch of guys just for fun. Um, my headphones, whatever. Uh, seventh place for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Kosa, Kosa has actually been really struggling in the AHL, so or I think the ECHL. No, I don't, nope, I don't think nope, he's nope. I got yelled about the fucking oh these Red Wing fans, man. They were mean. They were very, very rude. Uh, but they know their team better than I do. They said Kosa was awesome in the ECHL, one of the best goalies, still one of the best goalie prospects. So they yelled at me for that. I said the same thing. I thought he was struggling. He had only played a few games in the AHL, and they said he was awesome in the East, uh, the East Coast Hockey League. So. I, I got yelled at for that in my video about the brinket being traded. Yeah, no, I, I can understand where they'd be mad there, but um, was not good in the AHL. You know, Linus Soderstrom was good in the ECHL too, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, next up is the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Jake, I'll give you first dibs here on the Habs. Love the Habs, love Cole Caulfield. This is just not a good hockey team, and um, they don't have Jeff Beecher anymore, not that. That would have mattered much, but uh, I do think Alex New York's going to have a good year. I really like that trade for them. Um, but, yeah, it's not going to be a good team. But I hope Cole, Cole, Cole Caulfield stays healthy uh, because I'm, I love him. Cole, Cole, Cole. I'm, eighth, I don't know. Eighth, 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 65 points. We're just shooting shit here now. We like a lot of their players. We think they're fun. We all kind of agree on that. Uh, will Slavkovsky be a unicorn this year? Finally break out a little bit more. I know we got hurt last year, so... I was I used to not like Uraj. I do like Uraj now. Probably still pronouncing his name wrong. Wrong. So, uh, game's the game. Uh, I'm an idiot. I do like New Hook. They're still gonna be eighth, but they have fun players. And uh, Montreal, we all like Montreal here. Kind of a weird friendship the Islanders and the Canadians have. Yeah, the bossy connection, the final hurdle the Dynasty team had to climb before they started winning cups. I mean, nothing but love and respect for the Habs. Um, you know, they're, they're probably my second favorite team in the league. They're going to struggle this year. They're going to be fun to watch. They're definitely going to be like if the Islands are on, I'd recommend watching whoever the Habs are playing. Um, you know, Montembeau isn't great. The defense is still getting there, even though I'm really high on Kane Goulet. Um, besides that, you know, the offense is starting to take shape. Last year, Caulfield was awesome. Pray this kid stays healthier. He's hitting 50 goals if he isn't. Uh, or if he is healthy, he's hitting 50 goals. If not, it's a it's a travesty to the league. I really like this team. And I'm excited. I mean, they're eighth this year. If they can put it all together a year early, they could take a jump. But they didn't sign anyone good this summer. Uh, they don't have anything good in net. They're going to they're gonna be playing like seven, five hockey games and scoring five goals most nights. But I have them last in the division. Uh, next up, the Ottawa Super Center. So, you know, historically on the podcast, I haven't been super high on the Sens. Um, you know, I wasn't high on them in the playoff race 
last year. I think this year, even though I know a lot of guys on this team or a couple of guys on this team have um, you know allegations going around where they might play this not play this season, I'm pretty high on the Sens. I think Stutzel's awesome. I think uh, you know if Josh Norris is 100%, he's awesome. Jacob Chikrin, as well as Thomas Shabbat. I think in that they didn't get better, but I have them as my last wild card team right now. Uh, I'm very high on the Sens at the moment. I have them fourth in the division. Uh, kick it over to Jake first. Jake, what are you feeling on Ottawa? Yeah, they got Vlad. They're going to have uh, Chikrin for a full year. Hopefully Josh Norris and others will stay healthy. Uh, Tim Stutz was a wonderful player, so I have them in third right now at 96 points. I have them in fifth. I really think they can be in third, but I'm a little bit weary uh, with some of the allegations, like you said. So we have to see who's on the team, and hopefully anyone who did any wrongdoing gets punished as they should for any very bad actions. So just with that said, uh, really good players. I really do like the Senators. The Super Sens, as Ryan would call them. Watch out for Tarasenko next year. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see where he could end up. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe on Long Island finally. But uh, really, really good team. Their third line is sick. Shane Pinto, Long Island kid as well. Dominic Kublik, very underrated ad. They did get him in the uh, the uh, Batheson trade. Excuse me, the DeBrinket trade. Uh, the team looks really good. I'm not going to lie. Will Branstrom finally finally break out and be, you know, he, remember how hyped he was, man? He was in the Mark Stone trade. He was a big piece. He was the reason the Islanders couldn't get Mark Stone because they got Eric Branstrom. But... We'll see if, the, if he could take that step. Obviously, the issue is in goal with Corpusalo and Forsberg. I think Corpusalo could be fine. I know a lot of people don't think he'll be fine, and I think that's probably the right take and the fair take. But maybe Corpusalo could be a league average goalie, and with their very good forward core and very solid decor, or, you know, good decor, they'll be fine and hopefully be a playoff team. I might be riding the Buffalo Sabres a little bit too hard here. I think the Senators are probably better than them now that I look at it. Yeah, I think Stutzel's one of the best players in the division here. And, uh, you know, Corpy does make me very nervous. I think AJ hit that right on the head. But I could bet on Corpy being good for one year. Giving him a five-year deal is absolutely insane to me. But, well, uh, we'll see what happens. He had a bounce back last year. Next up in the alphabet is the Tampa Bay Lightning, our, uh, our eternal rivals here as New York Islanders fans. They took a step back. They lost in the first round last year. Seems like the end of an era at Tampa as they lose Ross Colton and uh, Pat Maroon and who else was it? Um, oh, Alex Galore in the summer. Um, you know, it feels like an end of an era, but maybe a new one's building. I'll give AJ first dibs here on the Lightning. I mean, they still have the high end skill. Uh, they have the Syracuse Crunch. Are they still the Syracuse Crunch or what's their AHL team? Whatever their AHL, whatever their AHL team is, uh, it's an absolute factory of creating hockey players or NHL players. They're still going to make the playoffs. They're not dead yet. With that high-end skill, they still should be able to make the playoffs over teams like Boston and Florida, who also have taken a step back with injuries and losing guys. They should be fine. I think the Alex Kalorn departure is interesting. That contract's really weird, um, but they still should be a playoff team. I think I have them second in the division. I might change my rankings up a little bit because I really do think Ottawa's going to make it in over Buffalo now that I look at it, but... uh. I have them second. They have some really good players. Really? No way. They have some of the best players in hockey. I do. Last thing I do want to say is I think Steven Stamkos is one of the most underappreciated superstars of our generation. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm high on Tampa this year. 
Um, AJ, I don't know if you said your final point standing there, or not point, but position the division. I have them in second. I have them in second as well, but I can see them being in third because of wear and tear on the body. Yeah, I could see that too. I have, I mean, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm, I think this kid's awesome, but he's not even a kid at this point. But I think Braden points is probably going to put up 100 points this season. If he stays healthy, I think he's going to carry them over the finish line as they kind of transition from Stamkos and Hedman to Point and Sergachev. Not the highest on Sergachev, but I think their defense is good. And they still have a top five goalie in the league, so they're going to be completely fine. Jake, how are you feeling about the Bolts? Yeah, they're in second. Um... For me as well, I you know I don't think they're gonna get as many points last year. I've been around 97. They lost a few good guys, but as long as they have their core players, I know Hedman had a rough season, expecting him to bounce back a little bit. So I think they'll get second in this uh, weak division. I'm calling it. Yep. Um, and last up, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, I think this is pretty obvious from where we have everyone. I think everyone has them first here. You know, the Leafs are still over the cap at the moment. Um, they're going to have to navigate a couple things. But, you know, they were able to – where Kyle Dubas was signing Jason Spezza, Joe Thornton, and Wayne Simmons. The first year of Brad Tribbling, they brought in uh, two absolute superstars to take hometown discounts in Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. Not absolute superstars, but as far as the NHL is concerned, like these are guys who could be on a first line in many teams of the league, especially because we saw it last year. And then, you know, we could see how they play out this year. But Toronto looks loaded. I think if there's ever been a time before it's this year, there's still questions around their defense and goalie um, for the Leafs this year. I know they're going to squeak under the salary cap probably. I don't think they're dealing Neil Lander this summer, but you know they're going to have long-term cap problems, but they're pushing all their chips in this first year, Brad, and I'm all for it. I think this is a better strategy than Dubas just going for sustainability every year, and they're not breaking through the second round. I think this one year, you have to push the chips in, and in Matthews and Nylanders last year, you have to push them in, and just go for it this year. If you're going to win a cup this year, you're going to. If you're going to make a conference finals, you're going to, and anything less than that is disappointing, and you have to blow the team up. So I'm all for Brad going all in here, um, as long as it doesn't end with uh, 91 lifting the cup at the end of the day, and I have them first in the division, as long as uh, the current team makeup stands. AJ, where do you have the Leafs? Uh, First off, I want to say rest in peace to the Leafs prospect, Rodin Amirov. uh, Very sad stuff. Uh, Prayers to his teammates, family, agents, all that. So uh, just wanted to say that before we started. But, uh, like Ryan said, I think Brad True Living has done an awesome job. Them and the Devils, it's very debatable. Their team does look very good on paper. Very excited to see what Matty Nice can do. We all know what the big three can do. But adding in Domi and Bertuzzi will be interesting. That locker room should be fun. And I would love to see them do the uh, documentary inside the locker room thing with this team. I think Domi and Bertuzzi would be awesome to get, you know, see how they mesh in with this interesting core. Will they break out and win two rounds this year? On paper, they really could. I think they're definitely, no duh, one of the best teams in hockey. But we'll see what they could do. Uh, I think, like Brian said, Tree Living did a great job putting all the chips on the table. One-year deals, and they still have Nylander now. So, we'll see. I have them in first, obviously. Yep, first for me... Um... I didn't expect Bertuzzi and Domi to go there, but they went there. Pretty bad day one for Trioling, but, um, he, you know, you kind of made up for it, obviously. But they are by far the best team in the division for me. Um, you know, I think they'll continue on what they kind of started last year. I don't know what they'll do once they hit the playoffs. Uh, Sean Keith is still there, so 
Um, but I think they got good players, and I think they're, you know, a good hockey team. So I have them first winning that division at 105 points. Really solid. So that's the end of our Atlantic preview. Um, you know, pretty pretty much consensus over who's making the playoffs and who's not. Uh, if everyone wants to read out their order one last time, I have it going Toronto, Tampa, Boston, Ottawa making the playoffs. And then outside looking in, Buffalo, Florida. And then at the bottom of the division, the lowly Detroit Red Wings and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, AJ, do you want to read off your division quick? Uh, yeah, for sure. My division rankings, I'm changing it up. We're doing it. Screw it. I, I am a fraud. I'm a scaredy cat. And I'm a wuss. But Toronto, Tampa, Ottawa, those are the only three teams coming out of the Atlantic. The Atlantic is really good on paper. I still think that the Metro has five teams coming out of it, though. Uh, And then, so Toronto, Tampa, Ottawa, Florida, Boston, Buffalo, Detroit, Montreal. Boston's going to be interesting. I went from Buffalo being a playoff team to being under Florida, Florida and Boston. That's how we roll. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of 5 out of the Metro every year. Um, but this year I changed it up. It's, it's probably going to be – I mean, last year was 4-4, four four, so maybe not. But, uh, Jake, where do you have the Atlantic again? But the Maple Leafs, uh, first Tampa Bay in second, Ottawa in third, Boston fourth, all those guys making the playoffs. Sabres are just going to miss out. I'm sure, I'm sure Hudson Fashion will kick a puck in. They'll get fifth. Florida Panthers are getting sixth. Detroit Red Wings are getting seventh, as there's just no plan whatsoever. And the fun has – all vibes are good, Nate. Sounds good. So we're going to wrap here. Uh, we'll talk about more training camp stuff next time. Uh, we'll get to that next pod. But um, you can follow AJ on Twitter, at DeVito Hockey. You can follow Jake on Twitter, at Brian Jake. You can follow myself on Twitter, at Brian Martin. You can follow the pod on Twitter, at Skates and Stakes. Very excited to have you guys on for the rest of the summer. And we'll keep putting out content as long as you guys are listening to it. Really appreciate you guys and hope everyone's doing well out there. Um, any final words before we close up here? Jesse Nermi, remember the name per Prime Jakey. That's right. Um, have a good night. Bye bye.